making me nervous. It's like, did he not know the time? No, Rivers on her slouch. I had to drop him off late. He's just asleep till like 8.30. I was like, dude. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's going to become a habit? I don't know. It's like he's supposed to be there at 8.30, and he's like waking up 8.30. Oh, gosh. Dude. I'm not forgetting something, am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's probably just getting it all. Mm-hmm. Different platforms. And there we go. Thank you for seeing Hey everybody, Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHS Denver. The amazing Henry Archuleta, who's uh, taking care of us in the background. Um, I'm here today with Dr. Sam McDonald. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's this show about? Taste Life Nutrition Radio, we are about truth. We're about getting the real deal out there, the real information. There's so much mis- misinformation about health and wellness and nutrition and mindset and movement and you know we there's so much confusion that it makes everybody a little bit crazy and either you don't do anything or you do everything and it's mm-hmm. it's just too much right and so we want to have we want to have some fun we want to talk about everything there is under the sun but we want to always bring it back to health wellness nutrition and that is all it's mind, body, spirit, right? It's pretty much everything around us is health and wellness. Everything. <laughs> so um, if you don't already know, um, Dr. Sam McDonald is a great friend. He's also a partner in a course that we're creating. Um, and he has his own show um, on Fridays. Your show's tomorrow? Tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow. Me and my wife have the show, The Wild and Precious Optimal Living Show, where we discuss how to increase the resilience in families. Good stuff. Yeah. So... Um, what I wanted to do today was talk about something that I, I don't know much about because it's, it, there's so much more to it than nutrition. So nutrition is my specialty and what I love. And then I love to bring in people who have, um, expertise in other areas. And so what we want to talk about today specifically is ADD, ADHD, both in kids and in adults. Um, I do want to... I think I want to do a whole other show just on things like autism, um, because I think that is, at some point is a show in and of itself. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> that's a big topic that can't be covered in 10 minutes. Yeah, so most no. Definitely. And so I think um, this is a good one to start with today, cool. and we'll do another one uh, specific to autism. Again, not one I know a lot about, but it's the things that we can do to help these kids and adults, mm-hmm. I think is just super amazing stuff. So, though, before we get started, um, let's talk about what we're grateful for today. Mm -hmm. Um, What am I grateful for today? I think um, (laughs) I'm grateful that we're ending this year. Okay. (laughs) That's not really true. This has been, it's been one of those years that I would never, um, I would never want to put on anybody anywhere, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it's been an opportunity. I think it's been an opportunity for a lot of people to to adjust to um, to you know bring new things to the world mm-hmm. um, in a good way. And so I you know I think it's important in the time that we're living in that we bring 
we 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 are as grateful as we possibly can about anything that we can find to be grateful for because there's so much there's so much there's just there's just so much there's just thank you <laughs> it's true yes and if we're not finding the good then things just continue to get worse right and we need to have the mindset that no matter what we can find the good and we can find the good in people who believe differently than we do mm-hmm. um and you know, i this t- takes me back to one of the things that i'm super grateful for are good friends who maybe have different views right. because they're still good friends and so i have a couple of really close friends who we have some different views and what we've done very intentionally is had dinner made dinner had our topics of discussion and discuss them mm-hmm. in our different views right. and what's the history behind it because we ha- there's a history in so much of this stuff that a lot of people don't know so understanding the history and where the views come from and coming together and discussing them and you know the rule is we don't raise our voices <laughs> because and, you're adults right yeah and we just have a discussion yeah. and the the amazing things that come out of this mm-hmm. is really really cool yeah. so that would be maybe my challenge for anybody out there who is anxious or angry or upset is find what there is to be grateful for and discuss with people who are on a different side. And let's start opening up the conversation instead of being closed. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Um, so there, that's what I'm grateful for. Love it. <laughs> what are you grateful for? Well, you're going to love this. So for anybody out there who has not read the book by Jordan Peterson, The 12 Rules of Life, Highly encourage it. Jordan Peterson, um, a fantastic thinker of our time. And I was listening to this coming in, and part of the reason why I was so close to the cut making it in was literally I spaced out and missed the exit on the highway because I was so (laughs) intent on what he was talking about. But what I'm really grateful for is meaning in my life. And what he talks about in the book is meaning is the foundation in which you build your life off of because meaning is what drives you through both the good and the bad. Regardless of what's coming up in your life, if you can find meaning in what you're doing, that is going to push you through into building a better life for yourself. And it all starts on the individual level. Yeah. In terms of everything we're talking about now, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, grateful for 2020 to be over. I'm, I don't want 2020 to be over yet because it's been the best year of my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. There has been a dramatic transformation in life this year. And as I've reflected on it, it's because as he talked about, starting to take more meaning and more responsibility. And something that comes up a lot in any healthcare provider who's probably not in a Western medicine model, Mm -hmm. the number one thing I think that always comes up in our conversations with each other and with our patients is you have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for your health. Mm -hmm. It starts with you. It's true, it's Mm -hmm. true. And these are the things, you know, with with this world of COVID now, in medicine and in media, we don't hear this stuff. We don't hear you take responsibility for you. We don't hear that you need to to watch what you eat and watch what you drink and watch your attitude and have a good attitude and a mindset and because it's all related, right? right? Health is mindset. Health is nutrition. Health is movement. Health is all of these things, you know, environment. And if we're putting ourselves in a toxic environment, Mm -hmm. mentally toxic or physically toxic, um, and if we're not, you know, taking those strides to take responsibility for our health, how we feel, how we how we project, yep. um, how we talk to people, 
Um, you know, it's this is these are the small things that w- will change the world. We have this big right. thing that changed the world really quickly. We can all make these these steps, which really are really big steps. If we all do it and we we take responsibility for ourselves. Yep. That's how we start to grow families and build families, healthy families and healthy communities. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. As you take responsibility for yourself, that starts to grow because mm-hmm. if you can shoulder the responsibility for your family, then you can shoulder the responsibility for your community mm-hmm. and potentially, and this isn't for everybody, but maybe in certain individuals taking responsibility, you know, for their country and potentially for the world. Yeah. And that's how it changes. Yeah. But it starts mm-hmm. with the self. Yeah. So that's why I come in and it's just like, woo, that was good, man. I love it. That was it. good. So what's the name of the book again? That is Jordan Peterson, The 12 Rules for Life. Uh, remind yeah. me of that because I'm not going to write it down right now. I didn't yeah. put a pen in, but I do. Um, I want it. That'll it goes deep. Awesome. It's heavy. I mean, he was talking about, and this is not the conversation for today, but even, you know, this reaches all the way back into the roots of Christianity. Okay. It was just, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Wonderful. Very cool. I love it. Yes. All right. Good stuff. So. Let's talk about you yeah, a little bit. Me. For those who um, who haven't seen him, I mean, he's got his show, and so you probably, you may already know and you may not, but um, he's got an amazing show. This man's got a brain the size of, huh. like, this building. It's really, really well, fun. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I love, because these are the people who, this is why I get better at what I do, because I surround myself with people who have big brains. <laughs> yeah. So, Likewise. <laughs> Same thing with this chick right here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, you know, kind of the basics, how I typically start, the who, the why, and the what. So who you are, why you do what you do, what motivates you, what brought you right. here, all of those things. Let's hear a little bit about your story because it's a good story. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll try and keep it, you know, brief because we got a bunch of info we're going to dive oh, into. Oh, man. But, so excited. Yes. But for me, it's, you know, chiropractic. I started in it when I was a kiddo. Um, actually, what brought me to chiropractic was a sports injury. Um, I was playing football, rolled my ankle so bad, and it really started to lock up to the point where I couldn't walk anymore. I was losing the ability to walk. And, you know, my parents came from a philosophy that, you know, we don't really need to take painkillers, those kinds of things, unless it's really, really necessary, um, very conservative health mindset. So it's like, well, what other options do we have? And a friend of ours told my mom about this chiropractor, didn't know what a chiropractor was, didn't know what they did, but said it could help. So set up the appointment, we go there and, you know, lo and behold, he adjusts me. And I just remember that visceral feeling of laying on the table after he adjusts my ankle, my feet touching the ground. And for the first time in weeks, I don't have pain and I can walk again Mm -hmm. and I can stand up. And what was crazy, what I never put together until later was all these other health challenges that I had started to go away. You know, these seemingly unrelated health problems just started to disappear. I mean, every year, the craziest thing, still no explanation for it, but every year on my mom's birthday, I'd get like violently ill. And I mean, violently ill. What? Yes, weirdest thing. On July 3rd, like 105 degree fever, like can't even drink water without throwing up. So no food. No water. I would like swish water in my mouth and spit it out just for the, like the sensation uh-huh. of having liquid, but I couldn't do anything. And I'm like literally on the couch, just you know, in just I feel like I like felt like I was dying. And it would happen year after year after year. No explanation. That's for it. insane. Right? Weirdest mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But that went away. Um, I actually had a teacher, and this is why ADHD and ADD is really personal to me. I had a teacher tell me that, and tell my parents, you know what? I think Sam should be on Ritalin. Um, he's just not focusing well in school. This was in second grade, by the way. 
So Yeah, when yeah. kids don't have focus anyway. And I was a hyperactive kid, I will be honest. I'm a hyperactive <laughs> kid with two of my best friends in class. Uh, recess was my favorite subject. And I want to be outside, I want to play. Well, I was yeah. 100% boy. You're, yes, uh-huh. and that's key too. Yes. You're a boy. Right. <laughs> yes. So that was, um, that was a genesis for me. And that started to go away to the point where then, you know, my grades really, really improved um, going forward in middle school, high school, and graduating near the top of Did my they class. put you on Ritalin? Nope. Cool. Did okay. not. No, my parents you know, did not buy into that. And mm-hmm. again, the conservative That's mindset. That's very cool, yeah. Yeah, and mentality mm-hmm. was, you know what, he's a boy. Uh, Good no. for them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a mm-hmm. big part of where a lot of my stuff comes from, too, is because mm-hmm. they didn't really, you know, a lot of what I talk about is, is what's kind of known in chiropractic cir- circles. It's like the chiropractic mindset of how we approach health, which is, you know, conservative, rational, natural, and holistic. And that's really where my parents came from as well, just didn't really adopt chiropractic until... I started to get into it, mm-hmm. but all these other things went away. You know, my um, allergies that I seemed to have went away. I just did, as a kid didn't get sick anymore because mm-hmm. I was getting adjusted. My mm-hmm. you know, cognition improved and all these things until later on and being in chiropractic school, I was like, oh. Oh, now I get it. This is what did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yep. And then so fast forward now, my wife and I run a neurologically based chiropractic office practicing in functional neurology and specifically focusing on developmental functional neurology. And really plain and simple, it kind of started from an egotistical perspective. I said, I want to really help sick people. That's where it came from. Mm-hmm. I had a guy, I had a, a doctor in the first part of school to, you know, come and speak to us and said, look, if you're not seeing people die in your practice, you're not seeing sick people. And I said, whoa, okay. Wow. Yeah. And I, that really, I took that to heart and I really carried that with me. And getting through school and getting out of school was like, look, how do I get to that point? How do I see really, you know, really sick people? Who's doing this? And pushed and kept pushing until finding of these people like Dr. Robert Melillo was a big mentor of ours and you know he's talking about seeing these nonverbal autistic kids and helping them talk again mm-hmm. he's talking about seeing the sickest of the sick kids and their lives transforming and I was mm-hmm. like all right found the guy let's go yeah and now seeing it actually happen in real life has been just the coolest thing because they're talking about people that are coming into our office that you know they don't have hope Mm-hmm. Right, and seeing that hope restored, and I'm sure you see the same kind of yeah, people, yeah. Right? It's kind of amazing when they say, "I've yeah. been from practitioner to practitioner, yes. clinician to clinician to clinician," yes, and nobody knows what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? Well, they put you on an antidepressant, they right. put you on whatever drug, whatever yep. they think might be the drug for you that day. Mm-hmm. There's your drug, and that what is. happens? Often you just get worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because so. we aren't we aren't deficient in Prozac. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> there is no Ritalin deficiency in the body. Right, right, right. Yes. Let's look at the underlying neurology, the symptoms, mm-hmm. the diet is a big part of it too, yep. what's happening mm-hmm. in the gut. Because as we've talked about, and as we'll probably talk about again, there is a gut brain and a brain gut connection, and you got to know it, you got to respect it, and you got to see how it's working. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's so important. And, you know, it's, it's the, the, what I love so much is we're trained very differently, but mm-hmm. some of those things, I mean, they're just across the board in functional medicine. This is because it's, it's, it's fact. It's just not addressed as often as it should be in, in allopathic medicine. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think, and I hope it's, it's moving more in that direction as we get more and more, as they're trained more that way, because right. really, you know, allopathic medicine, which is sort of your traditional, you know, Western medicine model, um, just not trained that way, not necessarily, ne- necessarily trained to look at mm-hmm. the root cause. It's okay, here's your symptom and here's the drug to cover it up. Right. Not to cover it up. They want it, they're trying to make it better, but, and sometimes the drugs are necessary, and I wanna be very clear about that, Absolutely. that sometimes we need to get symptoms under control, 
but we still need to find the underlying cause in order, or, uh, the, yeah, underlying or root cause in order to address the problem to get off the drug, hopefully to get off the drug. Exactly, we call them, you know, we call them bridges. You know, bridges get there you, you from one place to mm -hmm. another, but mm -hmm. by no means can you build a house and can you live on a bridge. You have to get across it. <laughs> that would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Be very cold. <laughs> cool, all right, so, um, yeah, is anything else you wanna add to that? I'm just kinda looking at my notes here. No. I no. think that kind of covers my journey and all of, life all of you. story. And like I said, you. you know, I guess the other emphasis would be meeting my wife in school and then us building this practice that we have now. Because it is not just a one Sam show. It's a Sam and Lynn show. It's both of us together. And yeah. needing both of us to mm -hmm. really, you know, come together and bring our areas of expertise. And for those of you that, you know, have not met my wife or heard us on our radio show, it's very evident in probably the first two seconds that I am like the left brain super nerd and she is like the right brain just heartbeat of the practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool combination. Mm -hmm. They have a, they have an amazing practice. Um, and it's why also we've, I think, created such a great partnership and relationship because mm -hmm. then I bring in a different piece 100%. to it. And yes. um, it's just been super fun. It has been. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. I want to just sort of give a preview yes. um, if you don't already know about it. But we um, have created a course that this very much can, can be, can anybody who's dealing with ADD, ADHD, this can be a course for you. It's a starting place. It is a, it is your first step to taking personal responsibility. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So fun course, we'll talk more about it in a little bit, but there is a challenge coming up on November 9th. Um, we will give you the information coming up at the end of the show. Would love for you to be a part of it. Um, we do, it, the course is nutrition, brain health, mindset, movement. I mean, it's a truly, as holistic as we could, could do without being too overwhelming, Right. Um, it's a really, interesting fun cool course i think so yep um okay so i'm going to take a quick uh quickie break and let's talk about rightful uh so rightful is a company they are one of our sponsors for this show um super cool company they started out as pain management it's a supplement it's a morning um, and evening supplement so one to kind of help wake you up one to help you to relax and fall asleep but the the basis of it is turmeric or curcumin curcumin being the active component uh, of turmeric um, and it's an amazing product that is is doing so well at pain management that it's being sold in pain management clinics and so i say this this is you know again our, our allopathic friends who are now bringing in the functional the holistic the natural world into their practice because these things work so well that we we don't always need the drugs. Like I said, drugs can be a good thing, but let's let's try to utilize other products, other sources um, in order to help our body to balance because that's what we want. We want to help our body to balance and drugs don't usually help with balance, right? They just cover up that symptom. So really great company. I love what they do. They're coming out with other products. Um, so you can go to uh, Rightful. Dot com and put in the code TLN20 and you'll get a discount. And I would tell you to, to give it a try because they do great things. I have had amazing results myself, sleep, focus, all of these things. It's good stuff. So, um, and then of course, pain management. <laughs> all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's start talking about the fun stuff. And I'm going to kind of follow your lead a little bit because sure. this is, we, you, you talk about this stuff all the time, but I have, you know, my little list of questions. But I think the first thing is, 
what is ADD, ADHD, yep. and then how do you diagnose it? Yep, so that's a really good place to start. So ADD and ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Disorder or Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. And in a nutshell, these are all born from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. There's a fifth edition of that now. And really the criteria that they're looking for this is it has to be present in multiple places. So either you know at school and at home or at home and at work if it's an adult, but it can't be just in one particular spot. It's gotta be multiple places. You have to meet certain other criteria, which I don't have memorized, but basically like certain levels of inattention, focus, um, not being able to sit still, all these different pieces kind of have to come together and you have to check off all these boxes in order for it to be considered either ADD or the subcategory of ADHD. And there's even different subtypes of that. I'll be honest, I don't memorize these things because one, we don't diagnose mm -hmm. in our practice. Our practice is all about looking at underlying neurological function. Mm -hmm. And typically anytime we see these kids coming in, they've already had the diagnosis mm -hmm. put on them. Um, you know, we're also just a big practice of, you know, you don't name and claim things. So just putting that to the side, but it's really just about multiple places, multiple periods of inattentiveness, um, as well as the hyperactivity <laughs> piece, if that is there. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like that, that you said, you know, we don't really put a name on it because mm -hmm. I think so often when we put a name on a condition that we're suffering with and you take it on as sort of your persona and yes. who you are, it can make things worse. You know, it yes. can create more of an issue instead of this is just a thing. There's something that we're going to find and we're going to be able to eliminate it or balance it or, you know, right. kind and, of figure it out. And that's really true. And I think this is <coughs> honestly, it's one of the strangest things that I've observed, especially in let's just call it the autoimmune world where it becomes part of a person's identity. Mm -hmm. My name is Susan and I'm Crohn's. Yeah. My name is Sally and I'm Lyme. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just becomes part of <coughs> who a person is. And it's something that needs to be broken because it's again it's not who you are it's mm -hmm. something it's a mm -hmm. con there's a pathogen there's something wrecking havoc mm -hmm. on your body mm -hmm. um and it's not a permanent thing it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be yeah i like that too it's like well so my ms and Correct. my right yeah almost like it's a pet yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and we know how we feel about pets and things that are ours they're ours and we exactly. want to hold on to them right so it's kind of that mentality if we say it's ours we want to hold on to it. Yeah. Let's let's not hold on to it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. those are things that we don't want. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. So, what in your in your mind, not in your mind, but in mm -hmm. your in your practice and in your training, the things that cause it. So, what I have, and so I, you know, looking at you know some of your talks and that kind of thing, uh -huh. and you know, this is, you know, in what he talks about is this being a neurodevelopmental disorder. Yes. So it's not just a crazy kid and it's not something that a drug needs to be a, a, a part of in most cases, um, but it's something that needs to be balanced Correct. in the brain. Yep. Yeah. So let's take a step back and talk about you know, how <laughs> neurology develops. So the, the analogy we like to give is this look at like building a house. So you've got your foundation, you have your walls and you have your roof. The foundation in the nervous system, when we talk about the nervous system, that's your brain and that's your spinal cord. And in your brain, you've got your brain like the cortex, which is what we think about when we hear the word brain. You've got your cerebellum, which is behind your head. If you put your hand on the back of your head, that's where your cerebellum is at. And that's your balance and coordination centers of your body. And it's also like, we call it like the conductor of the brain because it's what keeps everything running smoothly. At the most basic level, when people think about, like they hear like the lizard brain, that's like your brain stem. And that is where your spinal cord attaches up into your brain. That is 
the essential life functions of your body, so your heartbeat, your digestion, and everything else. But in that spot, your brainstem, that's your foundation of your nervous system. In that spot, you have these things called primitive reflexes. So a basic rule of neurology that we tell everybody, your brain grows through movement. So you have to move. You have to move for the rest of your life. So if you're not moving, move more. There's a first you're rule. You're sitting right at there. your desk, get up, get up as often as move. you can and move. Yeah. Move. Move your body. Yeah. Movement grows your brain. So that first year of life, when a baby or an infant is growing and developing, obviously they can't move very well, especially the first six months. So they have to have some kind of way to be able to grow their brain. <coughs> and that's what these primitive reflexes are. These are automatic movements of the body. So if anybody's ever you know, held a baby or played with a baby or had a baby, you'll notice like the most famous ones you can easily think about is like you put your hand in their hand and they grab your hand. It's mm -hmm. called a Palmer reflex. Um, if you have a baby and you kind of drop them to the ground like you're playing with them, their arms fly out, that's called a Moreau. Um, or the most famous one that most people know is you stroke the bottom of the foot and you see that toe mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. up, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. That, those are all so cool. Those are all primitive reflexes. Mm -hmm. They're there. They're there to help grow the brain. They actually all have specific you know, mechanisms in the body too. As the body starts to grow and develop, these reflexes should go away. They're like training wheels on a bike. They should go away. Okay, so you know, six months, come, well, three months comes around, the baby can start to roll over, then they're lifting their head, then they're looking for mom, and then they're starting to crawl at six months, and then by nine months, they get the state that's called cruising, where they're basically like now up and kind of walking, but they gotta use like a couch or a table or grab onto something to move. And then by a year, a kiddo should be walking. At that point, the brain has developed enough, the frontal lobes specifically, so if you touch your forehead, your frontal lobes are right there, that is the brain developed enough to basically turn these reflexes off. It's kind of like when you ride a bike, right? You get to the point where you can balance enough, you don't need the training mm -hmm. wheels anymore, so now you can go off-road, you can do tricks, you can go faster. Same Not tricks, I don't do tricks. No, no tricks? Okay. <laughs> No wheelies, no stuff like that. <laughs> same thing in your body, same thing in your brain. So your, your brain has developed enough to turn these reflexes off. Or it doesn't, right? That's so interesting, because sometimes it doesn't. Correct, sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. And like we tell people, mm -hmm. we check in our office for these things called retained primitive reflexes. Mm -hmm. so it's How often do you see that? Almost on everybody. Yeah. I've seen them from you know a kiddo as young as you know two, all the way to somebody who's 76 years old and still has a ref these reflexes. I had some. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I've had them as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we we all possibly do, <coughs> not everybody, but that's why we check them because that's a way for us to objectively see either did the brain never fully develop or crazy to think about. Right. Mm -hmm. Or did it regress in some kind of way? Because that can happen too from things like autoimmune conditions, from traumatic brain injury mm -hmm. and how you know people ask how do these things happen? Um, through stress. Right? And mm -hmm. when we think about stress, we break stress down in three ways. You have physical stress, you have chemical stress, and you have mental or emotional stress. Mm -hmm. Which, I think in this year, we've all dealt with our fair share of mental and emotional stress. And yeah. stress shrinks the brain. Stress does shrink the brain. <laughs> we can talk about how that happens as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But these primitive reflexes are there. And if they're not fully integrated, that is an easily objective way to say, okay, the brain never fully developed from what's called a bottom-up perspective. So again, we're building this <coughs> neurology house. So now we got the foundation, these pertain perimeter reflexes. Next thing we gotta do is address the walls, which is like your cerebellum. So that's your balance and coordination center. So your cerebellum is also what keeps you having nice, smooth movements. So you notice like, you know, we've got a three-year-old, sometimes 
and comparing him now to a year ago is like it's it's amazing because a year ago it's like kind of super clumsy and knocking stuff over and falling and now he's like <laughs> running and climbing and jumping off of things and it's like whoa dude <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> yeah but slow that, down so that cerebellum is now it, it continues to grow and it's learning right it's learning how to do things it's learning how to do motor movements especially but it also coordinates thoughts in the brain also the cool thing is it has a huge tie into the immune system so it matures lymphocytes and it actually also coordinates mm-hmm. natural killer cells. So okay. for those people too, they're like, hey, I go to the gym and I feel better, no get sick as often. Well, yeah, because you're working your cerebellum and it controls your immune system. Interesting. And that's yep. one of the things that we have mm-hmm. to focus on right now. Another thing that we're not told yes. that we need to do is we got to continue to move. We got to continue to work our body, work our muscles, because yes. we're also working our brain. Yep. And you know, it's just so frustrating that we don't get these things. Uh, we don't hear them on the news. We don't no. hear them anywhere. I saw, I th- it was a like a Facebook post or something, uh-huh. and there is this big long line for purchasing masks and yep. something else, and then the line for good health and nutrition was empty. Yes. <laughs> you know? yep. And it's true. The most important thing for where we are and then any other time in our world is health is food and movement, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, air and water, clean air, clean water yes. and those things. But it's it's amazing that mm-hmm. nobody's talking about it except for us. Yep, except for small pockets out there. Yeah. Yep, yeah. blows me away. We'll beat mm-hmm. this drum till the day we die. Yeah. So you've got your foundation, you've got your walls. So that's that cerebellum and we're looking at how coordinated movements are and what's going on. Now we got to work on the roof, which is your cortex. You have a left brain and you have a right brain. So the left brain and right brain have to be in sync and have to work together. It's like basically having, you know, think of like four wheel drive on your car, right? So one wheel starts to spin faster, another wheel's gonna have to you know, match or be able to catch that up, otherwise you spin off and you crash on the ice. So your brain is the same kind of way. It's gotta be able to have and share information both within one cortex and then across from right to left or left to right. What we typically see with kiddos with ADD and ADHD is you have an imbalance in one side versus the other. So this is called horizontal integration from the left Mm -hmm. brain and the right brain. So with that, you'll have what we typically see, this is textbook with a kid with ADD or ADHD and stuff like that, is a very strong left brain and a really weak right brain. And why attention problems focus and pop up in these kids? Because out of all of the attention networks in your body, only one is on the left side of the brain. Hmm. And on the left side of the brain, that one attention network is short-term reward-driven attention, which nowadays there's one activity Mm -hmm. that drives that like no other. Video games. Yeah. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So it's driving. Driving left brain. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that video games and stuff like that, video games and phones that, Mm -hmm. hey, let me check and get a notification ding, let me check my social media, ding, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff is firing up more and more of that left brain because it's that short term, hey, within 30 seconds, boom, I get a reward, I go, I'm on to the next level. You gotta, we, I think we gotta keep in mind too that, that we are, t- we're, you know, this is mostly about kids. Um, this is adults too. 100%, and, and I'll tie in why. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I think that we need to, we, my, my, my goal here is not to, you know, just beat a, horse you know with with this stuff and you know I, I not my words aren't coming to me I need to come back and see you actually <laughs> um, but we need to really take a step back from the phone I mean I try to I actually have it here with me and I shouldn't but and you know turn off the ringer turn it off at night 
don't look at it. it you know, even the light messes mm -hmm. with our yep. our brain and, and the yes. circadian rhythm and the inability to sleep and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. And so we have this, it, you know, we just got a new car. And so I'm. this is my own personal story, but we just yeah. got a car that I have been dreaming of since I was a kid. It's a badass car. It is a badass <laughs> car. So it was my 15th year anniversary, and um, it was not expected, but we randomly purchased a 1970 red Corvette, yeah. T-tops. She's beautiful. Um, anyway, I <laughs> so my story is I put it on Facebook because mm -hmm. I had a lot of people who knew and wanted to see pictures and that kind of thing. Literally that entire day, as I'm you know, trying to work and I'm getting the ding, 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 cool car, that's amazing, da, da, da. It interfered with my entire day. Yep. And I knew that that would happen. What I should have done is just turned it off and looked at it later. But I didn't because I was like, cool, somebody Ooh. likes the car. Ooh, Ooh. this is kind of fun. Ooh. And I realized, like, this is a problem, which yes. is also why I don't post a lot on Facebook. You know, I try to do the marketing stuff that I have to do. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it it's a suck, and it drives your left brain. Yeah, it drives more your left brain too. So people probably heard of the, the dopamine rush that you get when you mm -hmm. have like an experience or, you know, in terms of social media. And this is how these things have been designed. They paired up with the designers of, you know, casino games and those kind of things to give you that dopamine hit and mm -hmm. that rush. Mm -hmm. There are more receptors on your left brain for dopamine than there are on the right brain. So it's also going to continue neurochemically to drive that left brain. So attention networks, the only one on the left is that short-term reward-driven attention. On the right brain is where the rest of them are, and specifically what they call long-term non-reward-driven attention. What you can think about is, for in school, it's listening to a teacher, lecture and talk mm -hmm. and share information, and that's really hard to do for a kid who doesn't have a bright brain that's really fired up and working well because they can't function, they can't focus, and it's going to cause them to not pay attention. It's also like why that brain network is there. So think about evolutionarily. We're sitting out on a savanna or sitting out, you know, a jungle or something, and you're having to sit there and look in ahead of you what's going on and pay attention to everything for a long time so you can eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's there. So you're looking for like, hey, you know, like a, you know, a tree to move or like a little, you know, like leaves to flutter or something because you know, okay, there's an animal, go and get it. Mm -hmm. That network is not being rewarded and driven now because of all the short term, like, like we talked mm -hmm. about with social mm -hmm. media and everything else. Yeah. So the next thing we gotta do in terms of looking at what's happening in the brain is this you know, left to right integration. Ultimately, so then you can have what's called top-down regulation, where now the brain is properly controlling and coordinating everything in your body. So cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, it's interesting, because when I first started to see you, yep. diagnose me, you don't diagnose, mm -hmm. but I guess what you we, can, kind uh, of. What we saw. Yeah. yeah. So there, you know, a little bit of, I don't know if it was just ADD or ADD, ADHD. I mean, um, I doubt that. You just complained, like, hey, I want to be able to focus more. Yeah. That's really what you mm -hmm. said. Yeah, uh -huh. it's true. It's true. Um, and it, it was actually really amazing because I started to focus after seeing you for, it wasn't, it didn't take long. Mm -hmm. Focus was amazing. And actually, literally, it's been two weeks since I've seen you. Yep. And I'm last few days. This is why I do see you again. Yeah. Something's going on okay. where I'm. It's regressing, mm -hmm. and I'm I, I'm feeling it, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to to know that there's something that there is to work on, and to see what it does, you know, in in practice, mm -hmm. and then to feel it, you know, just I know that there's something happening that's not not quite right. So it's you know being on the the patient side yeah. is not always fun, but it's 
it's a learning experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I get yeah. to go through that whole experience now mm -hmm. going through with Nikki's program with me with some mm -hmm. you know, gut stuff and intestinal permeability mm -hmm. and even some nasty SIBO things going on because, yeah. hey, you know, and that's the challenge for us and as healthcare providers mm -hmm. and we, you know, we tell people and we want to walk our talk. So it's like, all right, yep. and again, personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. All right, I've been ignoring this for several years now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, it's not me, whatever, I'm good. No, okay, take responsibility, time. let's change it. Yeah. It's time to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's always interesting, too, when you when you finally you see the labs, you're like, oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> and again, it's just, you know, information's made available to you now. Now you're mm -hmm. responsible for it. At least yeah. that's how I live. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. And going back to it and just making that connection, you know, when there are gut things, mm -hmm. They're brain things, exactly. and we don't we don't want this brain to get any smaller. We want it to continue to grow. Hundred percent, yeah. We want to all have the healthiest possible brain mm -hmm. that we can. Yeah. Like we joked about in the beginning, there's mm -hmm. this gut brain and brain gut connection. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the gut, and mm -hmm. let's talk about why that's super important too. Yep. So your brain needs fuel. You get fuel from food. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it's really good, nutritious food, like what's popped up on the screen back here. Nice leafy greens and cilantro. Beautiful stuff like that. Yeah. You need good food. Your brain is only as good as your gut. So if you've got leaky gut problems, mm -hmm. it's going to affect your brain. You've got what's called that gut barrier, mm -hmm. right? And you've also got a <coughs> blood-brain barrier. Mm -hmm. So the gut's like the first wall, mm -hmm. right? That's the first line of defense. And it's your immune system mostly is in your gut. Mm -hmm. Well, that really makes sense, right? Because that's really where stuff gets into our body. I mean, we've got you know our skin mm -hmm. to keep viruses and bacteria and nasty stuff out. And there's really no other way for things to get in. I mean, with our eyes, we've got, you know, tear production, which is really strongly antimicrobial. We've got our ears, which has got wax. We've got our nose, which has mm -hmm. got mucus. It's all antimicrobial properties. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. really the only way to get in is through <laughs> the mouth. So we eat food, and if we've got that leaky gut happening now, stuff starts to get into the mm -hmm. bloodstream, right? And mm -hmm. ultimately, inflammation starts going crazy, and that starts to like break down that blood-brain barrier. Yeah. And now that nasty stuff gets into the brain. Yeah. So what the, the biggest thing, or not the biggest thing, but one of the things that I heard all through school and will still hear in any, you know, seminar or conference that I do is if your gut's on fire, your brain's on fire. Yep. Um, and so we have to keep that in mind. So we may not have gut symptoms or we may not have brain symptoms. So, but it doesn't mean that it's not being affected. 100%. And so if you have fatigue, brain fog, you know, things like that, that you think, well, it's not my gut. Is probably your gut. Yep. Yeah, you just don't maybe have the pain or the bloating, which is yep. fortunate because that's not fun either. But no. um, it's just knowing that you know, depression, anxiety, those things are due to inflammation and it's affecting the brain. So yep. we can balance that and we can take the inflammation away. We can do balancing, brain balancing, right. those things, and continue to, you know, reduce the inflammation, and that's what's going to help you to balance the body. Yep. get off the drugs hopefully or at least reduce the drugs yeah um, you know those are the important things because those are toxic as well yeah and two other really really big pieces of time with this as well these are huge so you talk about anxiety and depression what is the number one pharmaceutical drug for those things antidepressants right mm -hmm. SSRIs right yeah, yeah selective yeah. serotonin mm -hmm. reuptake inhibitors mm -hmm. yeah where is serotonin made in your body the gut. The gut. 90% <laughs> of it's made in your gut. Yeah. Guess what, folks? Guess what part of the brain serotonin goes to? The right brain. Okay. More yeah, of yeah. your receptors in your mm -hmm. brain are serotonin on the right side than the left. Mm -hmm. Dopamine's left brain, mm -hmm. serotonin's okay. right brain. Interesting. So now think about these kids that 
And typically, there's a lot of other comorbidities that come with ADD and come with ADHD. So you've got, you know, kids that are anxious, like one in eight kids is anxious. You've got depression running through the roof. You've also got sometimes with these kids, things like OCD or mm -hmm. tics, which is mm -hmm. a whole other crazy like can Those of worms. Those are dopamine, aren't they? They can, they can be as okay. well. Usually it's associated with stuff in like the vasoganglia. Okay. Yeah, it can okay. also be mm -hmm. dopamine too. Mm -hmm. um, but you've got all these things going on. And like I said, you've got these kids that are typically just not like happy kids. Mm -hmm. Parents will talk about that. They're just not mm -hmm. happy. They might be really angry and upset. Mm -hmm. And all that ties into, and let's talk, let's shift gears and talk about adults for just a second. So adults with ADD and ADHD, well, I, I mean, I don't want to say 100%, but it's damn near close. We're going to talk about, hey, you know, massive anxiety, mm -hmm. levels of depression, and just typically not happy. Well, damn, yeah, because serotonin's made in the gut, go into mm -hmm. your right brain, not mm -hmm. driving that sense of just feeling good and being able to focus. Yep. So yeah, if you're mm -hmm. feeling all those things, you got to look at the gut. Yep. You have to. You have to. it's going to affect mm -hmm. the brain. Yeah. So when we look at the gut, you know, we can, what we're looking at essentially is your microbiome. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking at your gut bugs. And so if you are dysbiotic, which is an imbalance of good bugs to bad bugs. So you've got your good bugs, your opportunistic bugs, and then your pathogenic bugs. And so if your good bugs are low, then you have the potential for the opportunistic and the pathogenic to start to grow. Yep. Um, and they create all kinds of problems. Um, we can all, we also, I see lots of parasites. Um, I see, uh, not, I've yet to see worms, thankfully. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, so weird. I that know. Is so weird. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that day, but thankfully I don't, I haven't seen any of those. But, you know, we can look at, when we're, when we're looking at the gut, we can look at inflammatory markers in the gut. We can look at the gut's enteric immune system. Mm -hmm. um, it has, what you know, just what he was saying, its own immune system. Right. Um, and it drives our body, it drives our, our brain, and it drives our health. You know, mm -hmm. if we don't have that immune system in place, and I'm gonna tell you, I see it low, which means it's not functioning properly much more often than I see it at uh, a good spot or elevated right um I, it, typically it's really low which means there's just not much immunity going on there's not it's not working for you um and so you know looking at those labs and understanding that what what we're seeing in the gut is truly affecting everything that we do and everything that we are and everything that we think and feel yep. and all of those things big time yeah, yeah. and i, I this is all super fresh too we just did a talk on the gut brain connection on tuesday and mm -hmm. Fun class that we do. My favorite is still the neurodevelopmental class because we talk about these things. But mm -hmm. there's a video we play where the there's a guy talking about the amount of bacteria on the planet. And if you want to guess what the number is, oh, what? No, what? it's I didn't even know this is a real number until the guy quoted. He said the, the amount of bacteria on the planet is one. It's called one non-million. Non-million? Yeah, it's like a million times a million or something. Oh like wow! That. It's a it's a, uh -huh. it's like over a trillion times a million. It's this gigantic number. Huh. And even he talks about you know the number of bacteria in our gut versus our body, which mm -hmm. you probably know it's like one, we're like one human cell to ten bacteria yeah. in our body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we we're we're partly human, but we're mostly bugs. Mostly bugs, <laughs> right? So we want to keep those bugs happy. We have to 100%. keep those bugs happy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an interesting thing to think about. And what I say a lot is we're just sort of bug carriers. Yeah. You know, on the inside, on the outside, outside. everywhere. But they are what is so much so important about us mm -hmm. is if we have the good bugs if we don't have an overgrowth of the bad bugs or the bad yeast then we then we feel good yep and 
if we have an overgrowth, then we don't feel right. good. We don't function, function good. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, feel mm-hmm. good, and you got to function mm-hmm. good. You got to yeah. have both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've off air talked about this, you know, a number of times. But you know, the I think the sound bite that's being thrown out right now is, you know, we got to learn how to live with you know this virus. Yeah, man, we do. Because there's always going to be viruses. There's always going to be bugs. viruses everywhere. We everywhere. have viruses in our body. We do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're there our whole life, mm-hmm. and it's the job of our immune system, which is in our gut mostly, mm-hmm. to protect us and keep us healthy. That's mm-hmm. how we do it. It's all about regulation and balance, which comes back down to, like we said again, building yourself up, taking personal mm-hmm. responsibility, and keeping yourself healthy. You have to start. Yeah. 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 Um, I got to take a quick break. Um, it's going to be super quick, though, because we're barely through any of this. Um, <laughs> we are motoring through, folks. Again, I know. Um, so let's talk about Zymogen. Zymogen is one of my favorite supplement companies. Um, I use multiple supplement companies because they all have their strengths, and it depends on my client on what they need. Uh, but Zymogen is really at the top of my list because they have amazing data. They've got great products. Um, they have this is a one of my favorites. It's so, as you can see, it supports you know body composition and functioning and uh, you know immune function and, and it's just a really great product, especially right now. Um, this would be a great immune builder uh, at, for for where we are right now. And so it's a powder, tastes good. Um, you know, so Zymogen's a great company they don't put anything out that's not good I mean they just don't or if they have something in production and there's something off they won't put it out uh, into the world so um, you can go to my website tastelifenutrition.com and there is a whole scripts button at the bottom of the home page and you can click on that and you can get you put in radio 5 you can get a discount but you're able to look at all of Zymogen's products and you know see what is best for you. Now I'll warn you, not all, not all, not everything's good for everybody. So you want to be super aware of the supplements that you take and why you're taking them. And probably if you don't know why, have a have a practitioner. You know, talk to somebody who can help you understand what it is you truly need. In my world and in our world, it's really about testing. It's understanding how the body's functioning, why it's functioning as it is, um, and then we can better give guidance on what were the supplements that you need. Uh, we don't want to waste money. You know, those people have so many things in their cabinets because I heard this is good, I heard this is good, I heard this is good. Let's not waste money. No. Let's talk to people who know best and who can help you the best. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I think the, the, the we, hmm. So where, where do I want to start? I kind of want to move into just a little bit at least because I think it's important the food aspect of neurodevelopmental disorders like this. Yeah. So specifically, as you know, it's going to be uh, wheat or gluten and mm-hmm. dairy. Those two things being incredibly inflammatory. And I want to. I'm curious about your experience with these kids. Um, if their parents, because I know that you tell them they need to get off of wheat and dairy or yeah. gluten and dairy. What you've seen as w- the changes that you see in these mm-hmm. kids and how willing they are to do it. Yes. Because that's a hard one. 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. any parent knows trying to get your kid to eat in general can be a challenge, and especially getting them to eat the right things. So, I mean, mm-hmm. 95%, 99% of the parents that come in with these kind of kiddos, I mean, we hear the same kind of diet. They're eating, um, you know, they're eating nothing but carbs. It's usually, you know, hey, they're eating cookies, pasta, crackers, frozen pizza. They'll only eat macaroni and cheese. They'll only eat macaroni and cheese, yes. Hear mm-hmm. that all the time. That's all yeah. they want to eat is these kind of things. So yeah. parents, you know, eventually, you know, 
we only have a certain amount of will where you're just like, just eat, dude. Because if you don't eat, you're not going to sleep, which means I'm not going to sleep, mm-hmm. and I don't want that at all. So I totally get it where parents are coming from with that. Um, but yeah, we see that a ton with just, it's the crunchy, it's the, you know, the wheat, it's sometimes like the sugar is another one. So it's not in every kid, but it's those mm-hmm. kind of things that yeah. they're typically eating a ton. And yeah, oh, I, sugar. Gosh. Yeah, I think a big mm-hmm. part of that is just from the bacteria, right? Because mm-hmm. certain bacteria are going to drive certain responses mm-hmm. for and certain cravings of what you want. And I think that's a big part of it. Between that and being really, which we didn't even talk about, you know, the stress response of being really, really hyper stressed out, or we call hypersympathetic, um, how that's going to drive more mm-hmm. desire for like glucose and carbs and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what we tell parents and our our response to it, so we've got a kind of automated food plan to help parents. It's what we use too. Um, it's just like, hey, it generates grocery lists, it generates recipes and everything else. And what we gear parents towards is like more of a paleo type mm-hmm. diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some, like more of our really, really severe neuro, you know, challenged kiddos, it may be even something like a GAPS diet. Okay. They have to be mm-hmm. really, really strict. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we tell parents is just, hey, take the list of approved foods mm-hmm. that you can eat, look on there, and see what your kiddo can eat. Because yeah. I guarantee there will be mm-hmm. something that your kid wants to eat mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. And a colleague of mine, his kiddo had um, an issue with something called PANDAS, which, an auto, which is a pediatric autoimmune encephalitis. For nine months, all the kid ate was berries and bacon, because that's mm-hmm. all they could get mm-hmm. him to eat. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Go for it. Yeah. Seriously. Because mm-hmm. that would be better than putting your kid on some of these other things. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I think in uh, just thinking about time, because yeah. we still want to talk about uh, the course a little bit, but I wanted, I want to kind of go through what you do with your patients in practice, how you mm-hmm. help how you help them in practice, um, and, and, you know, the results that you see. Yeah, so it all starts with chiropractic for us, and it's not the traditional snap, crackle, pop ty- chiropractic. Mm-hmm. You know, we typically will use instruments to adjust our patients because one it's really gentle it's really specific especially in kids like they're already like I said super anxious super stressed out the last thing we need to do is increase that anxiety um, we don't want to cause any pain and we want to really really prompt good neurological change so these kids like I said are already think about like a runaway freight train we don't need to add more speed to that mm-hmm. with a really big mm-hmm. force put into the body so let's pump the brakes, let's slow it down, which is what we use and why we use the particular adjustment techniques we do. After that, that's when really the functional neurology comes about where we're looking at, hey, do we need to re- you know, integrate these reflexes? And we use a lot of laser therapy to do that. We use uh, what our, our show is sponsored by Shedlight, so a little shout out to Shedlight. We use the laser that they have and it works phenomenal. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) I'm using it now personally, Mm -hmm. like every day to help heal my gut. So I'm doing at Mm -hmm. least 10, usually 15 minutes a day of lasering on the gut because Mm -hmm. that also actually improves your beneficial probiotic. Mm -hmm. Research is showing with Mm -hmm. infrared laser, not red. But using laser and activating these reflexes because we want to activate these neuronal pools and we want to stabilize what's happening. So we want to get the neurology to fire in a certain way. There's a law in neurology called nerves that fire together, wire together. Mm-hmm. So we want to fire these certain neural pathways. We want to then stabilize them. And that's what the laser does. So then we're stabilizing, activating these primitive reflexes, integrating them, getting them to stabilize. Then we're maybe working on balance and coordination because most of these kids too coming in, they can barely stand with their feet together, much mm-hmm. less if I make them stand like a balance beam. Yeah, Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is because kids are a lot less active today. And everybody knows that too. 
You know, with, what gets me is when these schools are taking away recess. Oh, yeah. Insane. And sports and uh -huh. things like that. What, what in the name of all that's good <laughs> is in the mind of these people who are taking away outside time and I running no time? And yeah. No clue. And clearly, I, I don't, I'm sure it's done with good intentions, although they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, my mom used to tell me yeah, that all the right? time. I mean, like, it's true, oh, man. It gets me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but let's be honest, it's terrible. It, Man, kids, we gotta move. Kids gotta kids move. Gotta, yes. They Have need to, to get outside and run. They need to be in the sun mm -hmm. or even in the rain. Let yep. them play in the mud. Yep. You know, Big time. it kind of sucks for school, but yeah. kids are supposed to be muddy. They're supposed to be dirty. It builds their immune system. The yep. sun, the sun is so important. Don't cover your kiddo in sunscreen. Please don't cover your kiddo in sunscreen. I get that if they are super white and pasty that there needs to be an amount of natural healthy sunscreen because you don't want them to burn either. Right. They have to have sunlight exposure. Have to. Have to. Yep. Um, and so, and if you are darker skinned, you need, I hardly ever wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm gonna have a lot of exposure and I know that I'm gonna turn re super red, a little pink is fine. I know we're off topic a little bit, but yeah. it's so important. Um, just don't cover yourself up. And if you can expose all of your skin for a period of time, you know, bathing suit, whatever it is, do it. Because, or if you have the place to just go outside with no clothes on, I think that's fine yeah, well, too. Right. I have no problem with that. Do you? You do you. But just you. You need. You need the exposure. All of your skin does. And this is interesting. Forty-eight hours. That's conversion is happening in your skin, and it can actually be washed off. So. I'm a believer, it's not necessary to shower every single day. Don't gross out on me, but sometimes we need that extra vitamin D and we need it. We don't wanna just go in and wash it off immediately. So Absolutely. just take, give it some time. Yeah. All right. And if you guys Sorry. are out there needing good sunscreen alternatives, holler at Nikki or myself yeah. at Wild Precious Off Molding, we can give you some good resources. Yeah. Yes, talk, there's been a ton of stuff now on mm -hmm. the toxicity of sunscreen and it causing a lot of problems. Oh man, oh, it's the worst, yep. yeah. Okay, um, okay, so real quick, is there anything um, that you wanna cover over the next few minutes that, that you think would be kind of a good way to, to wrap this up before we jump into to the course? I would just say, you know, if you are a parent or somebody that is struggling and you have a kiddo that, you know, maybe has any kind of neurodevelopmental problem, whether it's ADD, ADHD, sensory processing, OCD, tics, you know, I can go down the laundry list here, or you're even an adult, massive anxiety, massive, just, you're not feeling healthy, you're not knowing what to do, reach out to either of us, because mm -hmm. I can promise you, we can give you some tools and strategies and tips and get you on the right path. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's just do a quickie on this course. Let's talk about you know yeah. why we put it together. I, you know you may have heard us talk about it, but we what we're doing is we are actually sort of soft launching this course, and we're doing this by creating these challenges that we're doing. Um, and the challenges are just fun. There's seven days of sort of a a preview of what it looks like to be in the full twelve week course. And so as we stated in the beginning, we we came together because we all, you know, we were, you know, sort of friends first and have become really good friends, I think, mm -hmm. throughout this process, which has been fun. But we realized that we all have these sort these different strengths and that we could do something that could be beneficial and, and again that truly holistic approach and at the same time make it as individualized 
as possible, which is difficult to do when you're doing a course that's being that's meant to go out to the public. Right. So what we do with this is we have assessments throughout. We give you the ability to 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 learn about your own body. It empowers you then to say, okay, I can take this course and this is what I need to do. And then this is what I need to do. And then we continue to do assessments throughout for you to understand where your body is, how it's getting better. Maybe it gets a little bit worse. It happens. It does. It happens a lot. Yep. And it's okay. <laughs> yes. So we tell people healing is not linear. Everybody wants to think, all right, I'm coming yeah. in, I'm going to go on this, you know, mm -hmm. airplane takeoff kind of trajectory. Mm -hmm. And it is not like that at all. You're going to do loop loops. You're going to step backward. You're going to yeah. step sideways. Yeah. And yeah. Healing is not a linear process. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, and so with that said, um, you know, so we, we have the seven day course and what I did, I just created it. So it's easy to remember this bit.ly link that takes you to the landing page of the course. So you can sign up if, if you're inclined to do so, which of course we would love. And um, if you're just listening on the audio part, so it's bit.ly slash supercharge immune system. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We'll also put it, um, in the comment section in this in the show in the Facebook page so you can get it there as well yep. um, but we are we're stoked about it because I don't think that there's anything else like it that I've seen and we're in a time where the goal is for you to 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 learn your truth about your body to find your health or to optimize your health you know it could right. be both ways um, and empower you to take control when we're in a time where a lot of things don't feel very controllable. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I wanna preface on this too for my involvement in the course. Mm -hmm. So if this, this course is by far a creation of my wife, Lynn and Nikki, like they're both driving the car and I'm just sitting in the back seat reading a book. Like I'm, I'm contributing when I can, but they are like, they are the masterminds behind this thing. I kind of drop in something every now and then. But this thing seriously is, um, it's created with a really strong intention and kind of the funny short story behind it was it's all going to be actually a live course and then COVID happened yeah it's just gonna be a mm -hmm. like a half day seminar yeah and then it's like well okay pivot boom let's find something mm -hmm. else and it's become mm -hmm. this really 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 cool and all of a sudden you know monolithic gigantic masterpiece mm -hmm. yeah. put together but yeah there really is nothing else like it out here in terms of hey we're addressing nutrition we're addressing as we call nourishment right mm -hmm. it's got to nourish your body mm -hmm. we're addressing mindset because mindset's going to be how you approach it because you're either going to approach it as we tell people with either what's called survive sur positive survival values doing things that are going to improve mm -hmm. your health or you're going to approach life with negative survival values where you know like hey i shouldn't smoke cigarettes but i'm gonna do it anyway because mm -hmm. whatever yellow i only live once <laughs> uh no that's awesome positive positive survival <laughs> values so you're going to go that way and then the where I tie in is the neurology piece, where we're really bringing that to the forefront too. Because like I said, there's a gut brain and brain gut connection. So mm -hmm. we gotta put all that together. And it really, really has become this like amalgamation of awesomeness and amalgamation of just mm -hmm. information out there that you're not gonna find anywhere else put together this mm -hmm. way. You're gonna find these pieces separately. You're gonna go yeah. hunt and find them and mm -hmm. like do a lot of the work on your own. But if you're a person who likes efficiency and who likes results and wants to change your life, this course here is going to put you on that trajectory. Yeah. 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 That's a really great way, great way of putting yeah. it. It's a, it, it is very comprehensive, very, very um, integrated. 
yeah. I would say. I mean, outside yeah. of getting like mm-hmm. a monk to show you how to be enlightened, I think that's the only <laughs> piece that we're missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, we do hope that you will, will be a part of it. You know, grab your friends, grab your family, you know, do it together. Get a feel for, you know, for that seven days, what it's, what it's like and what it's about. Um, you know, we have a Facebook group. Not everybody's on Facebook. I get it. But we do have extra information in there. We jump in live for, for live Q&As and to give guidance on whatever it is that you might need guidance for or in, right? And so um, we hope that you'll jump in. It's November 9th. Uh, is the start date so you can sign up at any point and that's that's the day we start for that uh, for that week um, yeah and I think that that's it I think that, that that covers it pretty well so thank you again for for joining us for being a part of this we love this and we love sharing information again the goal is to bring to you what we know to be the best truth based in the best science that we can um, and understanding that science always changes and that's what we bring as well as is the best the best that we can um, right. so we want to really get rid of the confusion again why we do the course and why we do the show and everything else that we do um, is to try to eliminate a lot of the confusion because there's a lot of junk out there yep. it's really frustrating so yeah all right, so uh, you can find me, tastelifenutrition.com and is the website, and then all social media is Taste Life Nutrition. So feel free to reach out. Um, I have a free assessment that you can check out, and then I'll reach out to you personally, and we talk about whatever it is that you might need. Um, and then you are, uh, your website, wpoptimalliving.com, WP <laughs> or you can find us on social media. We've got a you know really active engagement there, whether it's mm-hmm. on Facebook or Instagram at Wild and Precious Optimal Living. And your show tomorrow is at what time? Show tomorrow is going to be at 2.30 Mountain Time, and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be really good. What is it? That we're talking to a, I believe we're going to be talking about time management for the stressed out parent. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be great. Awesome. All right. Jump in. That'll be fun. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time.